Welcome to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Teen Financial Freedom is a personal finance blog run by teens who are on a mission to equip their peers with the knowledge, resources, and understanding they need to become financially free for the rest of their lives. What's up, guys? It's Terry and Jacob here on another episode of the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about a new and recent business that Jacob has launched. And it's essentially a shuttling service uh, to and from an airport or like a local, a big local airport uh, at basically around, around Jacob's college. And it's just a shuttle, shuttling service um, bringing students to and from the airport uh, because a lot of students around in, in his college and just college students in general, especially when you're moving or going to a college out of state, they don't have cars. Um, and so that's that was just a pain point and honestly an opportunity that he recognized and started the business for. I believe it's called a UniFly. Um, Correct. The name. And uh, anyways, we thought we'd just do a quick episode on kind of how he got the idea, uh, how he you know, planned the business out and what it looked like doing his first like trial run. A couple different things, but we'll we'll dive more into each one in a bit. So with that, Jacob... Let's talk a little bit more about Unifly. How did you first like recognize the idea? Where did it come from? And then how did it play out from there? Sure. So idea first came to be um, actually almost exactly a year ago when I came on my, my college visit here. Um, one of the questions that uh, my dad actually asked one of the tour guys was like, hey, do you guys have a like shuttle service to get students to and from the airport? Because we knew this was an out-of-state college. We knew that I would not have a car, most likely. And we knew that I need to be going like back and forth from the airport a lot. Um, and some colleges like have a shuttle service to take students to the airport. Um, and they were just like, nope, we don't. And I was like, uh, like, that's it. Like, you guys don't have any other recommendations or anything like that. So there was just a, a completely like underrepresented need, um, you know, here at my college. And so that was kind of when I first came up with the idea. So I jotted it down in my, you know, big list of business ideas. And I know all entrepreneurs have that list. Uh, and so it just kind of sat there for a while. And then fast forward about six months, I'm now going to this college. I'm getting involved in this entrepreneurship club um, where basically students get to pitch their business ideas uh, with the chance to win money. Um, it's just like free money comes from a venture capitalist fund. And so I knew I wanted to compete uh, in this little competition. And so it came time to kind of like pick the, the idea that I was going to pitch. Cause I, I'm like, how do I pick? I got 50 ideas I need to narrow down. And so I'm just going through the list and I'm like highlighting ones that I really like. And this one kind of stuck out to me. Um, and so I, I remember sitting in one of my classes and like pulling out a blank sheet of paper and just like starting to brainstorm this business. Um, and they they go by this model here. It's called like this business model canvas. Um, and it's supposed to be like something you could jot down on a napkin, but it literally just goes over like every key aspect of the business, like um, marketing and key relationships and uh, the whole like pricing and financial side of things, just all of it. Uh, they just have you kind of like do a little brainstorming on all of it to see how it would all fit together. And so I do that and I'm like, okay, this sounds pretty good. So I throw together a presentation, um, go pitch to the club a few times. Um, one of them, I have a, a guy come up to me afterwards and he's like, Hey, he introduces himself and he's like, 
are you looking for a business partner for this business? And I was like, uh, like I wasn't thinking about it, but maybe like, so I told him like, let's go get lunch. Let's talk about it. So go get lunch. Uh, and you know, fast forward again, this guy's now my business partner. Um, he's helped me a lot. He didn't have a lot going on as far as other obligations, which I really liked. Um, so he's kind of taking the point I, I'm assuming the role of, of CEO um, with majority ownership, but I have him as my COO. Um, and he's just kind of, uh, running the entire, he's taking the lead on it essentially so that I could focus on other things. Um, so I don't know how much of that directly answered your question, but that's sort of where the idea came to be. Last thing I'll kind of mention to wrap this up. Um, we spent all of last semester kind of, um, just pitching, refining the pitch, doing all of that. And it gets to the end of the semester where we, um, we're, getting ready for this competition and how it worked is they picked the the top five teams um, or individuals to pitch at the competition from the club. And uh, when it came time for them to pick, we were informed that we were the runner up. We were sixth, um, which was just super disappointing because we never got to pitch like the actual competition to win money. Um, but out of like 20 pitches uh, and being like freshmen, I was pretty happy with that. And so anyways, we, just took it um, and we, we tried to just get feedback like, hey, what can we do better? What can we improve on? And the thing that they kept going back to was like, you need market validation. You need a proof of concept. Um, you just need like something that tells you that this would actually work, um, which I was a little bit like, well, one, it seems obvious that it would work. But two, um, we did a survey. We surveyed like 200 people, uh, like literally going around asking them in person, hey, here's a service. Like, here's a couple of questions. What would you think? Would you use this service? How much do you pay for it? All of that. Um, and we surveyed over 200 people, 88% of people said that they would use this service. Um, and so I'm like, how much more validation can you get than that? However, um, there's kind of like that classic thing. It's like, will people put their money where their mouth is, right? Like 88% of people say that they'll use it. How many actually will? Uh, and so anyways, that kind of led us into this weekend, but I'll talk about that a, a bit more in a moment. I just want to like, I guess, pause for a second here. Uh, if you have any thoughts or questions about that before I continue. And just to clarify, some of that feedback you got about a lack of market validation was from the panel specifically of the of the competition, right? Yeah. So the, the people who picked um, who the top five teams were, were the president of the club, the vice president of the club, and the club advisor. So it was three people who made the decision, um, basically the people who had been there to every meeting, they'd heard all the pitches, they kind of run the show until you get to the competition. Um, and so they were the kind of the ones telling us what we could have done better. Interesting. Cool. Well, um, you, yeah, so that was the, the survey was basically the initial market validation you had mm -hmm. for the presentation at the competition. And then you, what was that last semester your first semester fall yeah yeah last semester was when we were doing the whole presentation and everything makes sense what, what have you done so far this semester this um, for context for those listening it's beginning of 2022 so spring semester of 2022 yeah about this. yeah kind of middle of the semester mid-march right now um honestly we sort of took a break um unintentionally we so after we had been rejected in a sense um, from the competition, it was interesting because 
as runner-ups, we still we still went to the competition that day. And I guess I want to touch on this point for a second. Um, the people that made the decision told us, you guys are runner-ups. You still should be prepared to pitch that day because there's a decent chance that one of the five teams has, has something that comes up, um, can't make it, is late, um, just something like that where they can't pitch. And that means you're, you know, you're the runner up, like you're next up, next man up kind of mentality here. And so we going into that competition, like we prepared just like every other team who actually competed and we wore suits. We went over to like the, the business, uh, like the, or at the building. Um, and we literally sat there not knowing if we were going to pitch or not. And I guess what I wanted to touch on was like the importance of doing that. Um, and here's why. No, we didn't get to pitch. Yes, it was painful as we watched each one of the five teams show up and know that they were going to pitch. Um, and so we just sat there and had to like just listen in agony as each one of the five teams pitched and we didn't. Um, however, I met two to three very interesting people that would honestly kind of change the course of my college experience um at this event okay would have never met them if i wasn't there i mean maybe i would have later but we just will pretend that i would have never met them okay first guy um fellow freshman uh, but just a go-getter motivated guy um sorry in advance is going to go out on a tangent but it's going to come back and i think this is like a good piece of advice for all you guys maybe more one of the more applicable pieces of advice throughout this so um first guy like i said freshman but a go-getter um, he's sitting behind me and he taps me on the shoulder and he's like, Hey man, you're wearing a suit. You look like, you know what you're doing. Do you know like more about this? And so I just told him about it. Um, and fast forward, I actually, when we were taking the shuttle back to our college, um, <laughs> he happened to get on the shuttle like with us during the exact same time. So I got to talk to him the whole way back. Uh, and super cool guy, one of my, um, better friends now. And, the cool thing that I love about this guy is he's, like I said, a go-getter. He's just a grinder every day, um, Monday through Saturday. He only takes Sundays off. He's at our, um, our college of business working from 9am to 9pm. I, I won't like not see him there any day. Like he is there every single day. Um, he's usually at the exact same spot. Um, you might be asking like, what is he working on? Well, he's got school stuff. He's in a couple clubs. He's the vice president of a club. He stays busy. Um, but I just like respect the hustle, respect the grind. That's like a big thing for me. And when I see other people working that hard. So anyways, met one of my really good friends there. So that's person number one. Uh, person number two, because uh, I don't remember who the third person was, but I know I met someone else cool. But person number two was the, the whole reason we kind of were able to redirect this business. Met this guy um, who is part of this thing called Campus Founders Fund. Okay. What it is is it's a college student um, venture capitalist fund. Uh, it's, it's for college student startups. And so only college students can come and pitch to it. Only college students run it. It's completely college student based um, and they have money from Kickstarter, um, which is pretty cool. So anyways, he, our college just got like partnered with this fund. And so he is our campus scout is what he's called. So he's kind of the one you, he's your point of contact, the one you work through to get to the fund and eventually pitch to him and all of that. So anyways, um, to tie this all together, if I would have kind of given up in a sense and not have gone to the competition that day, 
Um, one, you never would have known, let's say one of the five teams doesn't show up. I could have pitched and maybe something could have happened. Um, that didn't happen. That's okay. Cause I met these two other really cool people. One who's a really good friend and another one who, uh, is who kind of opened this door, um, which I'm going to talk about. And so the kind of the point here is, you know, in these types of situations, it's just important that you kind of open up these doors for yourself, right? It would have been very easy for me not to go. I, I did go and I had some pretty awesome um, results come from that. And I think we're going to talk about this in a future episode um, that we're going to do probably in this recording session. But um, Terry and I are going to talk about like some tips on like socializing and networking in, in college. And so anyways, we're going to talk about this more. Um, but anyways, we kind of redirected this business with the idea that we were going to start pursuing this campus founders fund instead of this um this competition that we were currently working on. And so the next few months, it was pretty slow because we were going through meetings with him. He's a very busy guy, this, this campus scout. And so we can only get meetings with him every couple of weeks. Each time he would tell us a few things to work on and we have to meet with him again. So it's been a very slow process. He's taking no urgency with it. Cause like, it doesn't matter to him. It's not his business. Um, he's just like here to kind of help, but he has no urgency behind it, which is, frustrating to say the least because it's like I want to get a move on it that's just kind of like how I am um anyways this was like the most long-winded answer ever to the question of like what have we been working on we've been pitching to him or just kind of working with him I guess we haven't been pitching so much and one of the things he suggested as well for their fund was once again market validation um and so that's where this we had a meeting with him gosh, last week or the, maybe like late the week before that. And he told us that. And then I, I just kind of was like, if we're going to like do this, it's like time we actually get some market validation and there's no better time than spring break. Like this is the best chance we're going to get. Everyone is going somewhere for spring break, whether it's home or to some other vacation. Um, and so everyone's going to the airport. Let's, you know, put this together. Let's make this happen. Um, and so it was a last minute thing, but I, I guess I could say we've put a lot more work into this business the last uh, week slash weekend than I have really the rest of the semester. Um, but that kind of, I guess, brings you up to speed to where we are today. Man, that was, that was a journey. Um, and those two key connections were made the previous semester, right? And you yeah. capitalizing and literally working. Well, first off, you mean, the the one friendship with the the freshmen's only i'm assuming you see a freshman mm -hmm. yeah it's only you know developed during the semester um and then you just started working with the relate the connection and relationship with the the campus scout um and those has just started to pay off um specifically the idea of pursuing the founders fund um and that's what kind of spurred you to like run a trial test of your business on during spring break because you recognize mm -hmm. the opportunity of hey you know a bunch of students are going to be traveling heading to and from the airport and we got a shot here seeing if this would actually fly yeah <laughs> <Very> <laughs> yeah that makes sense that makes sense so i'm assuming you did your trial run right um how yeah. did that pan out yeah so this is where the story only gets longer so i hope you guys are enjoying this but i think um this I think is a very good representation of the entrepreneur's journey. Um, I mean, you could look at this entire experience and classify it as that, but you could look at this last week of my life. And um, I mean, this, this last week 
in itself has been the entrepreneur journey. So here it goes. Um, like I said, just last week or like late the week before we met with this guy, he was like market validation, market validation, market validation. And I'm like, okay, um, I know what we got to do. And so I made the decision. I want to say last Monday, um, for context, we're recording this on a Wednesday. So nine days ago, last Monday, made the decision. We're going to do a trial run. Um, I got the big issue that I was going to have is I don't have a car anymore. Um, so it's like, how do you offer a shuttle service without a car, without a shuttle? I got my roommate to agree to letting me use his pickup truck um, for the entire week, um, which was super awesome. So that that pretty much gave me the, the green light to go through with it. So I went over and up and throw him in the trunk or the uh the truck the truck bed yeah uh it was it was tight in a couple situations <laughs> all uh, i got a story about that as well uh the cab had five people including me okay. Okay. um so it, it worked one time i had to use my sweet mate's car and that's a whole other story i'll tell you some other time um but anyways so i got the green light and I, I, well, I texted my business partner. I was like, Hey, like we got to do this this week. I'm like, we got to meet urgently. So we meet the following night, Tuesday night, nine o'clock at night. Um, that's when we started our, our meeting. Um, and yeah, we, uh, we continued to work for like the next three or four hours and just getting everything ready. Like, well, if we're going to do this, we're going to need flyers. We're going to need to make a Google form that people can fill out. We're going to need to get like this QR code. And then we're going to need to go hang all these flyers. And so um, it's like midnight, 1 a.m. We're out on campus hanging these flyers on every door um, that we can. We, we only start with like a very small, like I want to say like a fifth or a sixth of campus, just like this little corner of campus where we live. It's like four dorm buildings. Um, hang up 50 flyers that night, okay? Um, go to bed super late. And I wake up the next morning and I check my phone and – I'm just like disappointed because I look in my email and there's no responses. Um, I'm just like, how, how can not a single person want this service? And granted, yeah, it only been like eight hours since we hung the flyers. And for those of you that think like flyers aren't an effective marketing strategy, you're right. However, at my college, for some specific reason, flyers are super effective. Um, I've heard that from a lot of people and I've seen it myself. So that's why we did flyers. And that's why we started with that. Um, and just bear with me and you'll kind of see where I'm going with this in a minute. But Wednesday, I'm just super defeated. I'm like, man, I'm a failure. Uh, this business sucks. Whose stupid idea was this anyways? Uh, and literally was just like, I'm like wallowing in my, in my pity for like six hours that day. Uh, I had to, I like slept in that day, hung out on my phone, like in my bed for a couple hours. I don't have classes on Wednesdays. Um, and then I, I like had to go for a walk and like listen to these motivational podcasts and get on a call with my business mentor and like call my mom and call my dad. And just like, it took literally everybody. I might've talked to Terry that day. I don't know. to kind of get me turned around. I had to go to the gym, all of it. Um, finally got my mindset kind of turned around by the end of the day and finished the day strong. Uh, and then woke up the next morning in like a really good mood for some reason. I'm like, why am I in a good mood? Like my business is still a failure, right? Cause I still have zero responses in my email. Uh, and then in the shower, uh, I have this epiphany. I'm like, hold on a second. Did I turn? Yeah, it is the ultimate shower thought the, the most profitable shower thought I've ever had because, um, basically I was like, did I forget to turn on the email notifications for, for the Google form? 
Uh, I'm like, what if people have been answering the Google form? I just haven't been getting the emails because the whole time I've only ever checked my email, never checked the Google form. Um, and so I have this thought, I write it down uh, and then I go to my class after I get ready and I pull up the, uh, the Google form or I guess the, the sheet that's tied to the form and there's 15 responses. I'm like, oh my goodness. Wait, like 15 or 50? 15. Um, yeah, so it's 15 at first. It had been now a day and a half since we posted the flyers. Um, 15, now that I'm like telling the story, is not a lot. Um, however, I went from thinking this was a complete failure, zero responses to 15. Like that's a pretty big jump. So I'm ecstatic this day. Like I am just so, so happy. Like I'm in an unstoppable mood. And basically I'm like, okay, now it's go time. Like now I got 15 people who need rides to the airport and I got to like figure this out. So the whole day, like in between my classes, even in my classes, I'm like scheduling people on this Google, Google sheet, like getting everything all um, sorted out and trying to like batch people together. I'm like, oh, you need to go at six. You need to go at 630. Can we go at like 615, like stuff like this. And then that, that afternoon at like four o'clock, I, I go take my first person. So like literally in the span of six hours, I had to throw together an entire business because it, it went from like an idea to an actual business that day. It's like, now I have customers that are relying on me to get to the airport because they've like canceled their friends taking them. They were going to reserve an Uber, but they're not like, it's on me now to figure this out. So um, I had a lot to set up that day. And honestly, it just kind of continued from there and it didn't stop the entire weekend. Um, over the next two days, we ended up getting 45 signups. Um, so they just kept coming in. And as they're coming in, I'm having to like constantly schedule them. I'm texting everybody like individually, like confirming times and just confirming over and over again, like they're going to be there. Cause I don't want to like go to the pickup spot if they're not going to be there. Um, and then just driving back and forth to the airport the entire weekend. Um, I'd have to wake up at like 4.30 in the morning on a couple mornings. Um, it was just like, I did the math on Saturday and Sunday alone. I worked 30 hours in two days. Um, I don't even know Friday, like Friday was even longer. I don't know. So anyways, it was just an absolute grind from there, getting that all done. Um, Monday rolled around. I had um, a few things to wrap up and then we're going to do a whole other episode on this. But Tuesday, yesterday, I'm like, I just need a day to take like a full day off. I need some rest. I've been grinding, working insane hours for like at least five days now. Um, but even like the weeks before this, I had been working so hard. So all that to say that was a trial run. We took 45 people, um, or no, we, we took just under 40. We had 45 signups. We had about five to six cancellations, um, for different reasons. Um, so made a ton of trips to the airport. I, I would try to like batch them together. So I think I made around 20 trips to the airport. Um, and I think, well, I'm just going to stop there for a second and end the story and just kind of see. Yeah. Any thoughts, so questions about that? Yeah, the first question that pops in my head is, have you encountered any major issues with the business yet? Cause this is your first trial run. Um, have you encountered any major, major issues with it? And um, what are those like? And how have you anticipated fixing them? Sure. Um, like, for example, has anyone ever, like, how, how you handle the problem, if it's ever even occurred yet, of stopping by someplace to pick them up and they're not there for like 10 minutes? So you leave to go pick the other person up and they're like, wait, I need my ride or whatever. And they come back like 15 minutes later. I don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's so many them for missing it, but yeah, yeah. so many things that came up. Um, I, I wrote it all pretty much down. 
and I won't get into even a fraction of it, but first thing I noticed first ride, um, was that, <laughs> so we were charging $15, um, for a one-way trip to the airport per person. Okay. Um, so for context, when we came up with this pricing last semester, um, because we, we made this entire business, remember, last semester. Uh, and so we came up with the pricing there and everything. When we came up with the pricing, gas prices were much lower and um, Ubers were charging roughly 20 to $30, just depending on like the surge pricing. It's, it's about 10 miles to the airport. Um, it could take anywhere from 15 to 20 minutes, 30 if there's traffic. So anyways, we thought $15 was a pretty good like compromise price. Like it's still much cheaper um, but it's still going to make us some money. Anyways, we stuck with the pricing. First thing I noticed from the very first ride, I'm like, this is not worth it because um, the first ride I gave was during rush hour. It took me 30 minutes to get to the airport, 30 minutes to get back um, for $15. It was just one person. And I'm like, well, after gas, cause I'm driving a, a pickup truck, a Chevy Silverado. So very expensive um, to pay gas. Like, I think it, it was, probably five bucks, like per trip, it's five to 10 bucks just in gas. Um, and so man, and like profit paying myself as the driver, five to 10 bucks for an hour of work, I can go make more at McDonald's, you know, like, um, so right away realizing pricing was way too low, like for this trial run, it'll cover costs. Um, but honestly, we weren't even doing it, um, for this time around to make money. We were doing it to one show validation and then two to get feedback. So I had people filling out like this feedback form, um, which kind of asked questions like, what did you like about this service? What can be improved about this service? what do you think of the price? All of that, just trying to get feedback and then so we can improve the service. Um, other issues, you kind of mentioned like, what if people don't show up? Uh, this one morning, my earliest one was at 6 a.m. So I'm out there at 6 a.m. A person's not showing up. I've texted them once or twice. They're not showing up. I'd like confirmed it a few times with them. So I knew they were supposed to be there. Um, I try calling them. They don't answer. Um, finally, this girl walks up and I get out of the car to like go load her bag. And I'm like, I forget what the girl's name was. Let's just say it was like Abby. So I was like, Abby. And she's like, I don't know what she said, but there's something along the lines of like, no, Kylie. And I was like, what? And I was like, she's like, is this like the airport shuttle? And I was like, yeah. Um, and I'm like, is your number blah, 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 blah. She's like, no. And I'm like, oh, then you might not be my person. Like, what are you talking about? Apparently there's this other person who's running like a very small scale airport shuttle. They've been doing it for a while. Um, so I guess competition um, on the same college campus, same idea and all that. Yeah. However, the thing was, is she had confirmed with her ride to pick her up at 6 a.m. and her ride wasn't there. Um, and meanwhile, I had confirmed with my customer, um, 6 a.m., she wasn't there. It's a little bit different when you've, or when, when you're relying as a customer on a business to provide a service and that service cancels on you. Yeah. Um, because, so I'm, I'm telling this girl, I'm like, hey, I'm trying to like, you know, calling my customer right now, seeing where she's at. Um, and this girl is kind of just waiting and eventually she's not like my, my customer's not answering. So this girl, I tell her, I'm like, Hey, um, I can probably take you if your person doesn't show up in the next few minutes. And so she's like, okay, that's great. Cause I just checked the Uber, um, prices, the Uber prices were $50 during that time. And the closest, the closest Uber was 30 minutes away. 
And that doesn't sound like a problem until you find out that her flight departs at 7.30. It's currently about 6.15. Um, mm-hmm. And so she would, her Uber would arrive around 6.45. Um, her plane oh, would start... Her plane would start boarding boarding at seven, so she would have fifteen minutes to get to the airport and get to. It's, it was just she was going to be like she'd miss her flight if she had to take an Uber. Um, and so, I've I now called my person a few times. I call him for the third time. Uh, I hear her <laughs> pick up, and you could tell like I just woke her up. Like she was sleeping in. Um, I could just hear it in her voice. She's like, "Sorry, sorry. Like I'll be down in like five to ten minutes." Um, so, anyways, my person shows up. I end up taking my person plus this other girl who her service guy just like bailed on her, wow, um, didn't show up. And so one that said a lot of her too, like, was there no response or uh, there was no response by the time I had dropped her off. So I don't know if he ever responded or not. And basically um, says a lot about my competition here. Like it should be pretty easy to beat them out. Like if they can't even wake up to like provide this service, but anyways, um it was kind of a good lesson on like what do i do if my person doesn't show up i don't know it just got me thinking about that stuff a little bit more i still don't have the perfect solution um, because in that case it's like well now i have my girl isn't answering and now we're like 15 minutes late this other girl is already running late it's not my fault like it's the other business's fault Um, but do i leave and leave my customer behind. I don't think that's right. Like, cause that girl is my actual customer and this girl I just offered. Uh, so anyways, we kind of ran into issues with that. Uh, final one I'll mention is this was like the first or second night of me doing it. I had dropped, I think I took this girl to the airport at like eight or nine o'clock at night. And she texted me at like midnight and I was literally just getting, like I was in bed about to fall asleep and I see the text and it's like, Hey, are you still giving rides to the airport? And I'm like, yeah, I'm taking people for the rest of the weekend. And then she's like, well, my flight just got canceled and I'm on the plane. Um, so they, they were about to take off and they canceled the flight for some like engine malfunction. So now it's 12 o'clock and, um, she's like, I don't have a ride back to the campus. Now here's the biggest predicament of probably the whole like weekend. Mm-hmm. it's 12 30 by the time we texted a few times back and forth mm-hmm. um this was the morning where i had to wake up at well my first ride was at 4 30 in the morning mm-hmm. um so i had to wake up at four and my first kind of like predicament here is do i go get this girl right now uh, it's 12 30 i'm waking up at four so i'm already at three and a half hours of sleep like no sleep um and I'm like, I don't want to now. Should I, Uh, the answer is probably yes. Um, I asked this girl, I was like, like, if I'm being honest, I was just getting ready to go to bed. I'm waking up super early tomorrow morning. I'm like, do you have another option? And I feel like she was unclear in the response. Um, but to me, it sounded like she wasn't going to be completely screwed. Uh, if I said no. So I was like, I don't even think I ever said no. I think she was just like, it's okay. Like I I can find another option or something like that. So it was something unclear. Mm -hmm. I took it as like the sign of like, okay, I'm off the hook here. Um, Cause I, I don't believe I'm under an obligation like to go get her. Um, It's also, I mean, I already established it wasn't cost effective at this point to go take one person for 15 bucks, especially at that time. Like I would be getting literally no sleep by the time I get back. Um, Anyways, I ended up taking her back to the airport again the next morning. She found some ride back. I think she ended up getting a friend um, to do it. So 
anyways, there's kind of three examples of some different things that happened. Uh, I know that's once again, super long, but just, you know, really good things that I'm learning. Thank you for listening to the Teen Financial Freedom Podcast. We would greatly appreciate it if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this with someone who needs it.